Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Andy Huckaba is a management consultant, leadership coach, and instructor with the University of Kansas. Quality of life is a core value for Andy. He brings great care and curiosity to every coaching conversation and each meeting he facilitates. Andy's coaching clients value his gift for drawing out insight and opinions and elevating great ideas. I want to welcome Andy Huckaba to the program. Andy, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. So here we are on Coaching for Potential, and I love talking about this, and uh, we're into up like 70 episodes now. Today we're going to talk about coach-like, because when you and I had a conversation a while back, you brought up the concept of coach-like, and I really hadn't heard that before, and I go, that's really fascinating. I know you've been coaching you know, coaching folks for a long time. How did you come up with a coach-like concept? Well, I think it primarily came from classes that I teach, and I, I teach with the uh, KU Public Management Center okay. from the University of Kansas. One of the sections that I teach is on coaching. Okay. And many of the people in the class are mid to high level managers within organizations, primarily public organizations. Okay. And I teach some of the skill sets and some of the templates for mm-hmm. coaching. But I caution them that I am not trying to make them professional coaches. <laughs> I'm trying to give them some skill sets that they mm-hmm. can actually take back to manage in a more effective way. Right. And so that's where I came up with the idea of coach-like versus Uh pure coaching. Right. No, I love the concept. When you said it to me, it made me kind of relax. Okay. It's not, it's not so intense. It's not so crazy about it. Just, just relax. You talk about there's certain components about it. So if you can highlight the components, then we'll actually talk about those kinds of breaking them down. Sure. When I talk about the skills, Mm -hmm. the skill sets, Mm -hmm. uh, the first place I start is with purpose. Okay. That we start our coaching discussions or our discussions with the people that work with us with a, a sense of purpose. What are we trying to accomplish? Right. I always like to call them our team members, the team member you're working with, rather than, I hate coachy, I hate that word coachy, or I hate client, but I like team member, crazy idea I've got to have. So anyway. So I'll try to remember team member for the Team member for this this purpose. But anyway, so you start out with purpose. Are you talking about the purpose of the coaching conversation? Correct. Okay. So it's the, why are we sitting down to talk? Right. Why are we having this discussion? What are we hoping to accomplish in this work? Okay. And one of the... Kind of uh, what's the goal? Yeah, what's the goal? One of the things that I draw out to people so that they can understand this Mm -hmm. is I say, how many people have been to a meeting and they walk out of that meeting (laughs) wondering what was that all about? (laughs) There was a lot of discussion. Yeah. A lot of discussion, a lot of people there, and everybody walks out scratching their head wondering what it was all about. Right. That is a meeting without purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. What if you put purpose on the front end of that meeting or a one-on-one meeting Mm -hmm. with a team member? Right. What does that look like? Right. That purpose that you share so that you understand really what you're talking about, what the ideas are that you want to accomplish in that discussion. What is this discussion really about? Because without purpose, it's just idle chat. Right. Right? And idle chat is fine. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily something that moves you forward. It doesn't right. allow you to make progress. It doesn't solve problems. 
it's generally just something you do on a social basis. Right. I mean, uh, a conversation at dinner uh, makes, when you have conversation in wine, it makes it a meal. But conversation in a business meeting could be a waste of time. Right. I I love the idea of purpose. I also underlying that, I hear you saying this, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but also the underlying purpose of every interaction with the manager or the coach, with the team member, the underlying theme there is obviously, how can I help you improve to be the best that you can possibly be? Right. I, I think that's that's the underlying purpose of the whole process. Right. And that's why we do coaching, because okay. we want to develop people to the best of their ability. Right. Oftentimes when I talk to managers, I talk about how do you get your help your people perform at the highest level they can possibly perform at. Mm-hmm. That's really our job as managers right. is to get the resources, the people around us to perform at the highest level they possibly can is uh, another way to say what you just said. Right. It's that classic Timothy Galloway argument when he wrote the inner game of tennis and he did a great formula there. And I've mentioned it several times in the podcast, but he's got a formula that says performance equals potential minus interference. Yeah. And interference can be a whole host of things. It could be a mindset. I don't think I can do this. I don't believe I have the skills. There's no way I can learn this. I mean, there's whole kinds of interference. And if we as coaches can help eliminate that interference or minimize it, then we can close the gap between potential and performance. And that's really our value is we always admire those coaches in sports. Wow. They got the most out of their team. I love the the word coaching here is because you're trying to get the most out of that person you're talking about. So that's really what you're talking about. What's the purpose of the meeting? But ultimately, the underlying purpose is how do we develop this individual? Then, so what's the next step in it? So then you've got the purpose. So we have the purpose. We've got a conversation that's that's a purposeful conversation. Right. And we move on to the concept of presence. Okay. Now, as a manager, a person in this conversation, the presence is how you show up in the moment. Right. Are you really there? Or is your mind distracted by a lot of different things? By technology or things like that. By (laughs) technology or by just life, right? right? What happened before, what may happen in the future. And and when your mind is distracted by those bookends, Mm -hmm. you're not necessarily in the moment. Right. I learned a long time ago, if I did not make myself fully present Mm -hmm. during a coaching conversation, I was cheating my clients. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Because I wasn't giving them the kind of attention and the kind of listening and the kind of curiosity that they needed in the moment. Right. That lean in concept. Am I totally leaning into this conversation? Am I totally leaning into the process? And I just think that's uh, such an important key. And as you well know, listening, they call it the seven degree lean. If someone is leaning in seven degrees, they're really listening to you. If they're leaning out uh, seven degrees, they're probably not. And you see it also by people crossing their arms or you're really saying being present with those folks is so important to the process. Would you agree with me on this? We can fake presence. Do you think that there are also people who fake the presence, but really people call them on it later on because their actions don't support the behavior they showed that day? Yeah, I think so. It's a way of showing up in an authentic manner, Mm -hmm. right? Being authentic with people. And people can read through when you're not authentic. They can read through that. That creates a a trust issue when you're not authentic with. And so being fully present means how do I get out of my own head Mm -hmm. and into the space with the person I'm having a discussion with. Right. Or if I'm teaching a class Mm -hmm. and my mind is thinking about a million other things, then I'm not going to do a very good job teaching. Right. Right. But if I'm able to have that presence, that higher level of presence, center myself essentially, then 
I'm able to be there in the moment. I'm able to read the reactions of people. I'm able to be curious about how people are receiving the teaching. Mm -hmm. I'm able to interact with them in a great way. So presence is one of those really interesting things. And the problem is, is it's really hard. Mm -hmm. It takes effort. And there's nobody that can be present all the time. Right. There's nobody. People go in and out of presence all the time, mm -hmm. right? Our minds are kind of amazing things. We can think of a million different things at once, it seems like. Right. My wife can think of 10 million different things at once. Um, <laughs> now, be careful. She could listen to yeah, this. Yeah, I hope so, because she'll appreciate this. And it's right. what I appreciate about her, okay. that she's able to have all of those things mm -hmm. tied and think about them. And, and to me, I just don't have that kind of capacity to control that thought process so that you're focused in the moment only on who's in front of you is a really difficult thing to do. And we have to do more than just tell our minds, okay, I'm going to focus now on right. my conversation with Rory. Right. I have to learn how to be both mentally and physically present. Right. One of the things that I do with my class mm -hmm. is I take them through a really simple exercise Okay. That I have them note everything they're thinking about right now. Okay. Make a list of everything they're thinking about, and they're all over the board, right? Right. If they're being honest with themselves. Right. Their house, their job. Their then I have them put both feet on the floor. Okay. And feel the gravity of, of the earth pull the bottom of their feet against the floor. Sure. And, and feel the top of their head just kind of being pulled up. And mm -hmm. I have them listen to the sounds and notice the light, mm -hmm. uh, sense what's in front of them, behind mm. them, beside them. Right. It's a it's a 30-second drill. Right. And then I go, now what are you thinking about? And their minds have slowed down. Right. It's a really cool thing. Very their cool. Their minds have slowed down. Physiologically, your heartbeat goes down and your blood pressure goes down. Wow. During that process. Mm -hmm. And we call it centering because you're bringing both your mind and your body in sync or in center together so that you can be fully present in that moment. You don't have all the other distractions. Right. It's something that you practice. Mm -hmm. And if you practice and practice and practice, you create muscle memory there that you can call on that anytime you need it. That's, that's a great how-to on how to center yourself. So when somebody walks in your office, you could actually do that. And they'd be sitting there, but you're really just kind of, okay, I'm centering myself. Yep. I'm putting my feet on the ground. I'm feeling my head come up and I'm really kind of just gravitating towards them. What, what's their scenario? So the challenge that I give my classes, here's what I want you to do. Mm -hmm. 10 times a day for the next week, I want you to practice centering yourself. Mm. You'll begin to gain this control of this tool right. that allows you to show up in a very present way mm -hmm. with whomever you're with. Right. And that could be when you're on a phone call. It could be when you're sitting in church. It could be when you're talking to your kid. Right. How do you create that connection so that you're fully present? So that's a big one, right? I because, love that idea. Because it leads right next into the next one, which is mm -hmm. listening. Right. You have purpose and you're fully present in that discussion. Then your ability to listen goes up. It right. gets stronger. You want to listen with intense curiosity. Okay. If you're intensely curious about the person you're talking, you're out of your own mind and you're thinking about them, mm -hmm. right? Right. You're present. Right. You're curious about them. And when you're that curious about someone, mm -hmm. you want to know more. Right. Which comes to the next one, which is questioning. Okay. Right. Out of this intense curiosity and this listening, you come up with questions because you're curious to know more. Right. Or, or the classic question right. is, you know, tell me more about that or right. give me some more background to that. Absolutely. And in this process, I've seen this work with some of my clients. Just give you a real quick story. I had a client and 
they had an employee that was just coming in late, but he was a great performer when he was there, but he was coming in late. And so finally they just had a sit down conversation with right. him and said, Hey, what's happening? And he says, well, I've got a second job. And then he was taking a sleep aid. Literally, it because of all the work that he was doing and took the sleep aid, he, he just couldn't get up. I mean, he didn't even notice the alarm clock was going off. I mean, he was in such a deep sleep at that point. So then they continued to have that conversation. Okay. Rather than tell him what to do, they said, well, what can we do? How would you, how can you change your behavior? You know, do you still want to work here? And they, he did. And we want you to work here. So how do we get this so you can be here? at that time frame, And this manager was cl clearly present, kept questioning, was incredibly curious to what's going on with him, intensely curious, as you say. And then ultimately, they came up with a solution where dialing back on the sleep aids and then dialing back on the second job so that he could stay focused on the first job. And sometimes we all just push ourselves too far right. and he had to find his limits. So there's a whole right. host of solutions they found. They found them because they were using basically your coach-like formula. So one of the things that I find out with question mm -hmm. is a lot of people who are new to coaching right. or new to being coach-like right. believe they have to have the perfect question in their head going into a discussion. <laughs> right? That is so true. So what happens? You're in your head thinking about the perfect question. I'm thinking about the perfect question. Yeah. I mean, that's my focus. Yeah. What happens is you're not the, the moment, right? Right. You're not there. Not. And you're not listening to what is going on in the moment. Right. You're not being intensely curious about the other person. You're being intensely curious about your question. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. So you have to get out of your head. You have to trust that if I'm intensely curious and I'm fully present and I'm purposeful, that I'm going to ask questions that lead us down the right path. And it really does work. Right. And it comes down to the qu the questions have to be not what's not my next great question? What's not my great cool question? What's not my question that makes them go aha or you know makes them stop and think? Your, your question has to be what's going on with them? What's happening with them? What more do we need to understand? Right. What are the what's the interference that they're experiencing so I can help their performance overall? Right. And that's really the the key switch to the process. Right. So we've got purpose, we've got presence, we've mm -hmm. got listening with intense curiosity. Right. We've got questioning and, right. and I'll add a, a separate on the questioning that it is they're open-ended questions. Right. Meaning they're questions that cannot be answered with just a mere yes or no. Right. But they're questions that require more engagement from the person you're talking to. Right. Ones that start with how or mm -hmm. what, or when, or sometimes why. And I know sometimes you push back on the why question, right. but it can be used very effectively uh, in the right way, right. with the right tone and so right. forth. Those questions require the person you're talking to to engage, mm -hmm. as opposed to question that's binary, right. that requires a yes or no, they don't have to engage. Right. It's easy to do a binary question. Were you, wait, were you late so, for work last Wednesday? And so this is a skill set that you learn as well. Mm -hmm. At the end of this discussion, Mm -hmm. you have a hook. And that hook is an action step, Okay, a request for what are you going to do with this? Okay, What are you going to try? What did you learn from this that you can apply today? Okay, Now, do you notice in that there is an immediacy placed on it? Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. There's something that says, do it now. Right. Let's, let's play with something. Let's right. experiment with something. Let's try something. But these action steps, if you let them out of the discussion without action steps, it's just a conversation. Right. There's no reason to meet. You don't move forward. Right. Same way with a meeting. Right. In a meeting that's purposeful, that's engaging, that's full of questions, you can be coach-like in a meeting. If you end that meeting without action steps, eh. Right. You know, you know, what's our next step in the process? Yeah. You could have just put it in a memo. Right. Right. 
Right. And so uh, those action steps are very, very important. So these are the uh, the five things that I really focus on in terms of skill sets mm -hmm. to be more coach-like. Right. And I want the people that learn these to practice them, mm -hmm. to work on these. Right. So that when they're beginning to have conversations with people, mm -hmm. they're thinking through this. Right. And that they've practiced them and they have some muscle, muscle memory built up. Mm -hmm. They're beginning to see how a conversation like this truly helps people move forward versus uh, a conversation that is less present, less curious. Right. Uh, or even, or even lacks the purpose of, or lacks purpose or, or, you know, because I think that's the big focus with coaching compared to command and control is the purpose is completely different with command and control. You just want that person to get a task done, just do this. Yeah. But when we're really coaching effectively, we want to get the person done. Right. How do we develop their skills? So they're a better person once they've worked with us that we help get them done. And I think that's the, that's, and that's really where you start from that purpose. And then if we're focusing on how to get them done, then we want to make sure we're present. We listen, we question, we take action steps, all of that. And I just, uh, I'm just thrilled that you took the time to do this today because I just sure. loved your concept when we talked earlier about coach like, and I said, I want to know more about this. And then you just made it a, a simple, usable, easy process that anybody can implement in, in their coaching. So what's one thing that you want them to walk away with today to say, if this is one idea from this podcast, I want to make sure you remember what's that one idea? Well, I want to, I want to preface it with mm -hmm. saying, give yourself grace. Mm. You don't have to be perfect here. Mm. You're going to make mistakes. That's okay. Right. I want you to try this. Right. This is your action step, mm -hmm. listening to this podcast. I want you to try this. I want you to be purposeful going into every conversation. Right. I want you to work on your presence and practice that presence and get stronger and better and be able to call on that at the snap of a finger. Right. I want you to listen with intense curiosity. And that's one of the things that got me over the hump mm -hmm. when I started to think about that and talking mm -hmm. to people, listening with great intensity curiosity. Mm -hmm. And I want you to ask questions out of that curiosity. Right. And last of all, don't let them off the hook. Mm -hmm. This is a great formula to be more coach-like, mm -hmm. to be more effective in your discussions with anybody, Right. but certainly with people in the workplace. And that's the ultimate. When I ask CEOs, a lot of times I'll ask them, what's the one thing you want from your organization? And, and you hit it right there. And, and it's that accountability. How do we hold people accountable? And what you're saying is if you coach effectively, and you truly have the action steps and you have that hook. What's the thing we're going to do? What's the thing we're going to, what's the action step we're going to take so that we both get this project done, but how do we help you grow as an individual is really the key. Right. Uh, very good. Andy, I cannot say thank you for being here today. I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.